Hello, and welcome to CFI Breakfast Bites, a podcast that is brought to you by the World Bank Center of Excellence and Rabo Partnerships and Foundation. My name is Rubika Silakumaro. In today's podcast, we will introduce panel three of the World Bank International Symposium, which is all about regulation and supervision for small and rural CFIs. And I will do this with two experts on the topic. Dave Grace, who is Executive Director at the International Credit Unions Regulators Network, and Matthias Arzbach, who is Project Director at DGRV, which is the German Cooperative and Raiffeisen Confederation. Welcome, Dave and Matthias. Thanks for having Good morning. Thank you. Dave, can you explain us in a nutshell, what is the current state of regulation and supervision requirements for CFIs? So in a nutshell, you know, regulators and supervisors are concerned about health right now. <laughs> you know, their own health, their staff's health, and really the health of CFIs as well. You know, as we're out there talking to people, they're really um, trying to understand, is there another shoe that's going to drop on this? You know, is the situation going to get worse? Um, you know, when we came into it, initially all the regulators were concerned about liquidity, liquidity. Will there be enough liquidity? And it turns out there's almost too much liquidity in some markets. Um, so that's, that's a big challenge right now where there's so much savings, people aren't taking loans, and you think that would be a good thing, and it is for consumers, but for financial institutions, it can put them in a in difficult position. Mm -hmm. And looking at specific requirements for CFIs, what is the current state at the moment? Well, when you look at, at CFI supervision, it varies tremendously across the globe. And, you know, we split that out quite a bit between what happens in G20 countries and non-G20 countries. So if you look at certain things, for example, around deposit protection schemes, you know, 88% of G20 countries have deposit protection for their CFIs, whereas 80% of non-G20 countries don't have deposit insurance. So the exact opposite. Um, if you look at the way that CFIs are supervised around the globe, there's a lot of diversity in terms of the way that it happens. Is it done by a central bank or is it done by a ministry of cooperatives? Is it done by an association? Is it done by a non-bank regulator? All that varies, but I think the common thread is that there's more and more prudential supervision, and over the last couple of years, market conduct supervision as well in CFIs. Mm -hmm. And Matthias, what is the impact of these requirements on CFIs? Mm, well, first, um, I think that there is an international standard for regulation, um, which is Basel, Basel Matters. And Basel is talking, talking every time more about uh, complex institutions and non-complex institutions. So most of CFIs would fall in, in the latter category. They are non-complex. And that normally means that they are not, not, not big. 
So if we talk about complexity, it's it's not necessarily the same as as, as size. Um, so um, uh, we we can have large institutions that are that are non-complex, and we have can have medium-sized that are very complex. And also rural rural uh, CFIs not necessarily have to be small. Uh, complicated by the by the fact that urban CFIs are. Um, every time more active in rural areas and vice versa. Uh, uh, rural CFIs are, uh, are embarking on, on, on markets in, in, in urban centers. So that is uh, quite difficult for, for the regulator. And in most of the countries, at least in Latin America, there, there are no business-minded uh, APEX institutions. So uh, there's no common IT platform there's a variety of course. There's no access to the almost no access to the payment system. Though that's a variety of, of topics and limitations that uh, have to do with the composition and the structure of the sector, but also with regulation. Mm -hmm. And what what can be a potential role of supervisors in this regard to overcome these challenges? What could a supervisor do? Well, I, I think first of all, in rural areas and small institutions, they could um, they could um, bank more on offsite um, supervision. This would also be positive for the supervisor as they face uh, very strict budget uh, constraints, especially at this moment. Um, in the context of the pandemic that mentioned Dave, um, budgetary constraints uh, and health constraints and travel constraints are more present than they were before. So more offsite is probably one solution in, in the short and in the medium term. But employing the, the figure of the auxiliary supervision for, for especially for, for small and medium-sized CFIs, I think would be um, a way out, especially in countries that have very many CFIs Uh, we have in Latin America various countries that have about a thousand institutions uh, in, in their country. So um, this is a very big number and a number that a central bank or a financial supervisor couldn't, couldn't manage employing direct supervision. Of course, this figure of auxiliary supervision, which is employed, for example, in, in Germany or in, in, in the uh, French-speaking part of Canada, has shortcomings. Um, uh, there's typically a conflict of, uh, of interest in, in the federation. The federation or APEX institutions on one hand is supposed to be a supervisor and on the other hand it is supposed to defend the interests and promote the institution that, has, uh, that it has to control. Um, but um, I think this shortcoming can, can, can be overcome. Um, another shortcoming is uh, the financing of the model. Typically, a supervisor isn't uh, very much keen, uh, the central bank or a financial super industry isn't very much keen on financing the scheme and, uh, and uh, financing a federation, for example. So they normally expect them to do it for free, yeah? but uh, nevertheless assume a, a large legal and operational and technical responsibility. Um, and again, integration of the sector and the cohesion of, of, of the cooperative sector would help. Uh, if we have very strong federations and APEX institutions, this would uh, promote the idea of a supervision, would facilitate uh, uh, auxiliary supervision. Yeah, I'm sure we will learn much more about it on November 8th, because then 
ICORN and DGRV will be organizing a panel discussion on this topic during the World Bank International Symposium. Uh, Dave, what do you hope to achieve with this session? So during the session, uh, we'll have supervisors from uh, Latin America, from Africa, really talking about these difficult issues. You know, if they were easy issues that Matthias laid out for us, they'd be solved. <laughs> you know, this is international development because it's hard. You know, how to effectively supervise large numbers of rural cooperatives. It's a great question. And Matthias referenced, you know, what I call this creeping crisis of complexity. It's a great alliteration, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it talks about, you know, anti-money laundering. That by itself shouldn't be that hard. A capital standard, well, it shouldn't be that hard. Well, market conduct regulation shouldn't be that hard. But you put all these together and bit by bit for a small financial institution, they're spending more time reporting on these things than they are serving their clients. And regulators understand that. So regulators are in the position of trying to balance this, which we call proportionality, um, and really to, to find that right balance. So we'll talk about that on November 8th, and we hope that uh, people listening to this will join us at that time. I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I'm looking forward. For now, I would like to thank both of you for your insights and for your time. Next week, we will be back with an introduction to panel four, which is all about involving rural women and youth in CFIs. For now, thanks for listening and stay tuned. <laughs>